0: Hey, hello. Thank you for joining us on Side B of Theoretically Christmas. Uh, you should know by now that I am Ryan Angley co-host, joined as always by Todd McCowan. Todd, how are you?
1: Hi, Ryan. I'm very good. How are you?
0: I am very, very well and very excited that we are going to talk about the next three films uh, uh, of our uh, Christmas uh, what would be what Christmas would be top a, five? I think Christmas top like five? five. Yeah. yeah. There's it's not, the, it's not tetralogy. Cause that, is that four? That is four. Yeah. That's four. Is there, there's not a, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, like, 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 I guess, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Like the Henry plays. That's what I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Anyway, well, we should okay. cut one off. Maybe we should cut one off. So we could see, Yeah. our yeah. Christmas tetralogy. It just yeah. sounds nicer. Um, but we're going to start with Die Hard, and, uh, this is, I mean, there was a Bob's Burgers episode uh, recently. I think this was a couple of Christmases ago, or maybe this didn't have to do with Christmas at all, but they, um, they did a, a Die Hard the Musical uh, episode of Bob's Burgers that all, then combined it with Working Girl. And uh, by the end of the episode, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it was, it was very funny. It was, it, the, the thing that they event- eventually end up calling it is... Um, uh, work Hard or Die Trying Girl. Oh, okay. That's yeah, good. and it's... Because yeah. they, they claim that Working Girl is the sassy sister film to Die Hard. <laughs> and uh, <gasps> <Okay>. it's... <laughs> it's Anyway. So, but... What I mean to say by, by bringing this up is that Die Hard of... I mean, there. The, except for Condor, um, these are all like no doubt Christmas films, right. and 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 Die Hard has really in the last like five or six years, I think, taken Been off as,
1: as a Christmas film. Yeah,
0: definitely. This and Rocky Four definitely, right. I think, yeah. are, are like are people's likes. So like, oh, that's my favorite Christmas film. And so, yeah. I do feel a little bit bad including insisting on it in our list because i do think it is um perhaps the ideological choice but i want to try to say some things about it that are maybe a little uh, different in, in and okay. uh so um but the first thing i want to start with because we ended with this in the previous episode is uh, to talk a little bit about um uh, race and representation
2: yeah.
0: and i think that john mctiernan is such an interesting case study because he's a guy if you take i think his three major films I don't know if I'm forgetting one, but I think it would be Die Hard, uh, Predator, and uh, Die Hard, the third Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Um, you can see him trying, I, I think, in some ways. And to a confront of this race? To confront race, I think I, yeah. you can see him totally like it, it's very, very obvious in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance that race yeah, is, is well,
1: but he's, but see obvious but, in a bad way. I would In say. a bad
0: way, because what what ends up happening in that movie is that um, so so uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh, Zeus, uh, like early in the movie, you see him interacting with, I believe, his nephews and he ha- he runs through like like. Uh, things that they're supposed to do and like the last thing that he says is and, and who do we don't need help from and they say in unison white people white and you're people. like and he's like okay and like that's like a little funny but he in the way so that film wants to talk about race but the way that it ends up doing it is it's trying to say that the black guy is the racist Right. And right. and that he's the one that needs to, to open up. And like John McClane even berates him for saying, like, have I oppressed you? Like, have <laughs> I done anything? And like the answer is like, no, literally you haven't. But also, yeah, you have. Yeah, like, you have. You, you, I
1: think you, that's the, the sad answer. Yeah, you have. man. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So that's that's odd. so. But Predator is 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 different. Like you have like again. And the reason I bring this up is that you'll hear this in, like, sort of, like, popular media criticism, which is that, like, we need to move toward, like, greater representation. And I think a lot of people implicitly, when they say that, they mean quality representation. But that needs to be explicit and not implicit (laughs) because Predator is a pretty good racially representative film. But you – like, like everybody is a stereotype and it's, like, toxic – Masculinity all over the show, and the guy, the native character, is like like Billy the Indian, who's gonna cut his chest and go off into the woods to, to because he's more in right. tune with nature. You right. know, it's like this is not really good representation for Native right. people in that movie, even though there like there aren't that many w- with with Native actors, you know, playing Native right. characters. And so, okay, so then we go to Die Hard, all right? Yeah. Which I which um, you know Reginald Vell Johnson's character Al uh, Al Powell. Who, Al Powell, who everybody uh, my age knows as um, uh, Carl Winslow, uh, because he was from, on it.
1: That's a television show, right? That
0: was right, yeah. Because he was, family. Uh, yeah, Family Matters. Yeah. Um, so he's probably the either the second or third most important character in the film. Like the I think on second you, most or th- yeah, second, third
1: most. I think probably third most. Yeah, yeah if you put. Because the villain Al, is is incredibly right, important,
0: right? Right. You put Hans Gruber maybe is the most important, and then you put McClane, and then and then Al. Yes. And so you could watch the film, and you could say that like, well, all right, look, this is this is McTiernan getting it right. Okay, this is quality representation. This guy has a backstory, and he does totally. He's he is the the outlet for John McClane. Right. Uh, throughout the throughout the film, he's like the only person that eventually like all the other cops believe in because his supervisor is a dope. Um, right. He's the
1: only one that believes McLean, right? And and also believes McLean is on their side, doing the right thing, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah, you know, and 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 this is also—it's so also, kind of
1: a stand-in for the spectator. I
0: think that's totally true. He, I think that's totally true. So it's it's easy if like to say that like that's yeah. Th- this is our point of sympathy because of course we. And I, I this this is I don't I wonder what you think about this. This is what I like to say is that like he, he, that's our point of sympathy or empathy rather than like identification. Because I, I think yeah that, yeah like, I hate
1: to talk about identification just because it's it's been so. For one thing, that's not how it works in the cinema. And no, it's also been so. It's been the source of so much. Terrible things said yeah. psychoanalytically that I think we should just yeah. not ever talk about. it. Not ever do anymore. that. Yeah.
0: Well, because I mean, for one, maybe I mean, our I
1: descendants will be allowed once again <laughs> to mention it. But but I think I think we're for our lifetimes. We'll, yeah. we'll just not do. Maybe it in your nineties. Maybe in my nineties, like we'll we'll about, bring it no, back. Yeah. But no, I like that. I like point. I like sympathy. Point where we enter the film, like sympathy. Yeah, mm-hmm, that kind
0: mm-hmm. of thing because it's never the case. I mean, this is the thing with identification is that it's, it seems to imply that like, well not imply, like it demands that you one say as a critic, that like uh, as when you watch a movie and you're shrouded in darkness in the theater, or you dim the lights at home, you're, you are now not a person and you are, you believe you're in the movie. Right. It's and crazy. I do, uh, which is crazy. Like that, that's crazy. Like, like crazy like, in like, the literal
1: yeah. sense, right? It's yeah. a psychotic way to understand film spectatorship because mm-hmm. film spectatorship is about the desire of the spectator or the enjoyment of the spectator and that doesn't have anything to do with identifying with a certain character right like right. you're you're you're, it's 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 through your very distance from the character yes. that you enjoy through them, right? I, so yeah. I don't I don't get. But this
0: that. is this is also like one of the most ideological things with film, like right, like the story that like the first film, like the train coming at the spectators right, that right, they ran right. out of the theater because right. people weren't aware it was a movie and that didn't happen, right. You know, and, and well, I
1: and don't I, know, it's not clear that it didn't happen. It's not clear that it didn't no, happen. No, I think there's still I just think we don't know that it happened or not. Whether, but I think mm. you're right that the, the appeal of that story is ideological.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. That like that people are are un- you're unaware of yourself. You go into the movie and like and actually that's not and so that's what people say is like that's the magic of the movies is you forget who you are. It's like no, no, no. The magic of the movies is you always remember who you are, but you get wrapped up into a fictional world and you believe that it's real. You know very well that it is not, but right. even still, you believe that it is real. Like that's the magic of the movies, right? Right. Y- right. You know. Um, but I, so, so I
1: think yeah. I think you're right about Powell, but I just would mm. say, God, he's such a this this uh, Donald Bogle has this. These schema for understanding racist tropes, and he fits perfectly what Bogle we'll calls the coon figure, right? Yeah, like, this is what I was going to get to. I yeah, mean, like so, he's yeah. like he's for his first appearance in the film. He's 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 buying Twinkies and like right. five packs, <laughs> <And Yep. laughs> which is like you know he's overweight anyway. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he when say he, that his wife's pregnant? And then he says and his the, wife's
0: pregnant. And pre- <laughs> the and the cashier's like, sure, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah, the really for your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And then, he, and then when he gets to the tower, he doesn't investigate, mm-hmm. which I guess is no more incompetent than any of the white cops. But then, and then but when he's, he's the first cop. It's he's a, the I first that, cop, yeah. and then he's shot. He, he his car is shot at, and he's driving like crazy. And then uh, Bruce Willis, John McClane says, "Who's driving that car?" Stevie Wonder. Also, yeah. <laughs> like, how did yeah. he manage to pick the black? <laughs> The blind man who's black. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, so that's, you know, so, okay, I mean, I do take your point that, and then he is, I guess later it changes, although then I find the ending also. So he shot a kid. Yes. As I shot a kid. Shot a kid. So that's the, it's interesting how that's how the film deals with police shooting, which admittedly wasn't as much of a, I think it was as much of a problem, it wasn't as much of a, Current political issue in 1988, right, right, right. as it is now. But so they have the black cop being the source of the police shooting, which is a, yeah. a, which is a problem. Right, and then right. at the end of the film, and so he he hasn't fired his gun since. But then at the end of the film, one of the terrorists is left, left alive, and then he right. he shoots his gun. So it's this obvious I mean, it's almost pathetically obvious, right? That it's his malek right. kind of he he. The the castrated black man regains mm-hmm. the phallus at the end. I don't. Know. He was the quickest but, on the draw, and he. he's yeah, It's a big yeah, redemption yeah, yeah. thing. So like, I don't like, know. So yeah. so that's I see that as the problem sort of lurking in the film.
0: But it's true. I mean, it's I, I think that there is there's at least a paper on this. Like like John McTiernan, like he, he's almost like you know like I said about the Hallmark movies where they identify the problem like pro- like correct yeah. like and but then the, the solution is like it actually affirms like sort of like an ideological belief. I I kind of think that's what McTiernan does is like, yes, police shooting is a problem. We're going to make the avatar of police shooting a a black guy. Okay. Well, so now you've erased the problem, right? right. You know, uh, so it's like we're going to have, but, but uh, uh, we're going to have quality representation. We're going to have a character. He's going to have a backstory, you know, et cetera like that. Okay. Very, very good. Um, But as you know, as you say, we're going to make him a coon figure to start. And then we're going to, you know, and you know, it, and then it sort of makes you think. So that's the kind of the thing with McTiernan's films that is a little maddening, but um, but I think makes them kind of. It's almost like, it's almost like he he thinks that like, well, the problem the problem is just that uh th- that we don't implicate the victim in the thing that 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 they're <laughs> complaining about, and if we just do that, everything will be everything fine. will
1: be fine, yeah. <laughs> like you yeah.
0: know. Um, I mean, it's... But then again, you, so this is the other thing with Die Hard is, like, it's, I can't really think of a Christmas film where the first Christmas song is uh, a rap song. It's, it's Run DMC, Christmas in the yeah. Hollis, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Argyle, his driver, young black limo driver, yeah. you know? Which is almost offensively, like, trying to not be racist.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, except like, he's also a pretty cliched guy, right? Like,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on the phone. He's unaware of the things. And then the... But then, okay, the... The computer hacker in the movie is yeah. a, is, a, is is a young is a young black man. That's as, true. You know, yeah. you know. So so like so this is what I'm saying. Like with with McTiernan is that like I really really I think that he thinks that he's doing something. He, I, like I agree. like positive. I agree. You know, which doesn't I which uh, I don't which doesn't give him a pat on the back. But it's yeah. like that's what makes it worth not hand waving over and like really like camping out and focusing on the ways in which you can think that you're doing the right thing and it just actually obscures all of the issues that yeah. you may even be commenting on
1: that you may be yeah. bringing up yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I got gotcha. you so so now redeem for me the main trajectory of the story because I actually okay. want to argue mm-hmm. that in some way I don't think it's a Christmas film because it doesn't it follow like we argued last time that the Christmas mm-hmm. film is this that there has to be this anti-capitalist core to it right like the, mm-hmm. the if the if the Christian message is, 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 is an anti-capitalist message, then Mm -hmm. the the Christmas film has that, it's this holiday from the capitalist world. Right. And so I don't, it seems to me like the whole film is about Willis being, so it's sort of capitalist patriarchy, I think, because Willis is alienated. So his his spouse is living and working in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He's still in New York She's, no, she's not taking, she's getting rid of his name. She goes back to her maiden name. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he comes over, saves the day, saves her. At the end, she takes back his name. Like someone says, oh, Holly Gennaro. And she goes, no, Holly McLean. McLean, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, like, right, right. I mean, it's horrible. It's so anti-feminist. <laughs> and so, but, but, but I, so I want to I have that, I want you to make me understand Okay. So, yes.
0: Okay. So I think. So do you remember um, in uh, *Perverts Guide to Cinema* where um, when Slavoi's is talking about the birds and he says the thing to do with the horror film is to take out the horror element and then yeah. you you know then you can then yeah. you can actually see what makes yep. it work. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that to see how this is uh, like. I would say, like, to see how this is a Christmas film, what you do is—I'm not going to say to take out the Christmas element, so it's not going to be one-to-one with this example. But I think, like, this is—if if this isn't a Christmas film, it's an action film. Okay. And so you you take out the action element, then okay. you see, like, everything that you just said, like, the, it is demonstrably a Christian, uh, Christmas film. Because what, what, what happens in the movie is you have this guy, again, right, he's estranged from his wife, who, like, this is the basic— Structure of as I said last uh, last episode. This is the basic structure of like a lot of homework movies or a lot of Christmas movies. Is that you have a couple that are estranged. They yeah. go to to meet um, in what is a uh, like for one a an alien site. Okay, so they're taken out of like uh, uh, everything that they know. So they're right. meeting their their part their their ex partner on on new territory, which is I think symbolic of what that couple needs to do to continue to be a couple you you know you see what i'm getting at here you know and so and then as you you know as you identified right like at the end of the uh the film like they, they they have to come together through some sort of um like separation and trial right that puts them both in uh into being positions where they have to s- they are forced to sympathize with the other person right so like the o- the the only thing that is keeping holly and john McClane apart is the, the the um the attractiveness of their own positions in whatever argument that they are in yeah. and like what happens at the nagatomi plaza forces them to have to see the other person more than themselves right cuz john is doing the whole thing for Holly as he's like surviving right but that's the whole reason why he's doing it and Holly is doing everything for John and so this puts them again the in in a territory which their relationship has never been it puts them in a position where they have to see the other person and uh, more more than themselves and I think that that is like you could graft a lot of different Christmas movies onto that very yeah. basic structure so that so that I think for me, qualifies it as a, as a Christmas poem. And it <laughs> also has, also has the nice sort of trappings of like the snow in Los Angeles being the the white paper like falling from the building, like, right like, like no, snow. Falling, I got you, know? you on that. You know, but okay, you know?
1: what about? I, 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 I'm somewhat sympathetic to that, but but why does isn't it more she it's more about her relearning her submission to him?
0: No, Isn't it's interesting.
1: It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's I feel like that's what it is. Like I and and this is look, I think I don't know. I mean, I think I think the, you could imagine, I think even
0: though there are sequels, right? But I think you could easily imagine whether or not that he stops being a New York cop and he moves to LA. You know what I mean? like so, so that, that is the, in
1: the sequel, I think.
0: Yeah, okay, you're right. So yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah, there's he, like he there's that compromise. so yeah, yeah.
1: In that sense, I guess you're right. Like that's a so the sequel sort of suggests that 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 he she's not submitting to him, but yeah. But then he does go
0: back to New York in the uh, the third one. In the third one, one it, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. get divorced, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, which is that's a nice.
0: I mean, clearly they need to get divorced. Right. Well, that gives her. I mean, that certainly gives her agency, right? <laughs> like right, in the, right. In the track right. of the films, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. like
1: something like ninety percent of women are happier after they're divorced, and it's, it's for men, it's like ninety are percent are are more depressed. So it's. A, mm. It's definitely a good game for women, um, but okay. So, so I, I. But I think maybe the the most interesting thing. I think we. You know Hitchcock's famous line: "The villain makes the picture." I don't oh, think yeah, it's yeah. ever been more true. Yeah. I was trying to think. What are the three great v- films where the villain makes the picture? I, I thought Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Blue Velvet, and then this yeah. one. Like I think this yeah. is right up there in the top five at least of of films where the villain really is much more appealing than the hero.
0: It's a forgotten film. It's a forgotten 80s film if it's not Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. I, 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 I really, really think that. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's the guy, if it's the villain in Die Hard 2, like, I don't even know the name of that actor. Like, just just swap them out, you know? Right, and it's
1: nothing, yeah.
0: You yeah. Ne- There's yeah. never a sequel. Like yeah, I mean, it, and it in fact, happens.
1: I think, I like Die Hard 2 better, but I think if you want to make I, the claim that Die Hard is better, the original, it's because of... Alan Rickman playing the villain and the villain being totally forgettable. He's yep. to some Eastern European. I don't even know who it is. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in 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 Die Hard too. So I I feel like that's that's kind of interesting and it's also it does also feed into this thing that we were talking last time about cynicism and the way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that his but but it, it, how, what do you make of this that that okay. He is initially read as just a purely, as an idealistic, sincere terrorist who he wants wants to have all these
0: people freed who who are
1: political captives and different right, right, right. Right. And then in the end, it's just it's just pure cynicism. All he wants is the money. It's it's just money. So that also seems like an anti-based on what we were saying last time. That seems like an anti-Christmas film idea.
0: Doesn't but doesn't it? But don't you think because he gets killed. Like, like, isn't it like, isn't it interesting that he becomes vulnerable after his plot as has been become just exposed for being a yeah, money grab? Yeah, yeah. I you, know, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I think,
1: I so think, so it's it, the it was, film is about the defeat of cynicism. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the all of that, then
0: the defeat of it. Yeah, and the building has been exp- has been destroyed, and all of those <laughs> bonds have been destroyed. I don't know how you get that money back. You know? know, so it's like, so it, great. It,
1: I love it, it, it. I love it with the. The cop outside, who also plays the principal in Breakfast Club, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he it's Paul Gleason is the actor, and yeah. he's <laughs> and he's talking to Bruce Willis on the on the on the walkie talkie. He goes after Willis drops the bomb and blows up the yeah. bottom of the building. He goes, "You just destroyed a building." <laughs> <he> says, yeah, because <laughs> he's thinking also about the cost. Yeah, exactly. The, the exactly. The monetary so, cost, and, exactly. And, 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 but he's a buffoon, so I think that does support your point that that cynical you know m- thinking about the, the pecuniary interest is, mm-hmm. is being condemned by the film right? yeah yeah I mean he gets it and he
0: gets punched in the nose by Holly at the end of the movie as well you know like like so that he does as position- a reporter does I, think, oh, is, I it, think it, is the, it the reporter, reporter I think okay right yeah because um, remember she has oh, a- she- because or if someone's function, about to hit him, and then ch- that's when the guy comes back, right?
1: Is that right? It? Right, the guy yeah, with the gun, yeah. Carl. Yeah. yeah, the Carl terrorist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because in, in, in Die Hard 2, she has a restraining order about the reporter, and they're on a plane, and right, the, and he's not alive She's within the limit of how close she can be to him.
0: That's very funny. That's right. That, that's right.
1: Yeah. You know what? I just got to say that the my favorite part of
0: the second movie is when um, uh, when John McClane finally wins over the Dennis Franz character and he proves that the terrorists when what that they've been like manipulating firefights and they've been using different kinds of they've been using blanks yeah right to try and what after he proves it to him and he proves he finally proves to Dennis Franz that he's the good guy and and it's clear who the bad guys are Dennis Franz loads loads his gun and he just goes in the most Dennis Franz like Sipowitz uh, 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 line delivery he just goes it's time to kick ass (laughs) And then I'm not. I don't think he fires a weapon in the rest of the film. Right. Like it is, right. it's really, really funny. Right. Uh, it seems like something that is like an accident of editing. Like it's just they just there's just no way they could f- f- uh, finish up with that character. But it's so funny that he does that. And like, but it, but it, maybe that confirms his own castration. That yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think yeah. it
1: is interesting the way these Christmas films play. And 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 I think the argument to support your argument about McLean and Gennaro the. Holly and John kind of meeting together, like through like encounter, actually encountering the other is that yeah. he like, the whole, and I think this is also what makes it an interesting film. Mm-hmm. He's constantly confronting his castration, right? Like he doesn't yeah. have a gun. He's, mm-hmm. And most importantly, he's not wearing shoes.
0: He's not wearing shoes, which is one of the, I think one of the great things about the movie yeah. is that it's like, um, I always talk about, um, Chekhov's gun in, uh, and when I, when I, I when I teach film, I can I teach anything. And but I try to expand it. So Chekhov's gun being this like principle of dramatics that like if you have a character hang a gun on a mantle in Act One, it has to be fired by Act Three. That's like yeah. what the the thing. But that to me is like less interesting than what it really means, which is that. Don't waste my time. This is what I say to my students. This is a, this is a, a narrative principle of don't waste my time with with meaningless details. If you're yeah. going to put something in a film, you should use it. And so, right in the beginning of that movie, the the guy um, who the annoying guy who's next sat next to John on the plane talks about how the thing to beat jet lag is to take your shoes off and and your socks and to um, make, make little fist, fists with, fist your with your toes on yeah. the carpet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so from that, so from that very very little thing like it's using, it It begins to use everything in the movie. Like we don't yeah. forget about Argyle in the basement, you know, right. like, 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 uh, and of course we've talked about the problematics of Al's storyline, but we don't forget about him having shot a kid. It's not a right. meaningless detail right. that he said, right. you know, it's right. No, it's, and brought it's, back. it's
1: I, I think it is true that everything is sort of brought back in, but I, I, I almost think that the, the, for me, the highlight of the film is the shoes off and then the shoes, that he has to yeah. walk over glass and, and Shoot then, the glass. I know, and Sorry. then he, when he finally kills a, one of the one of the criminals, the guy's feet are really small he mm-hmm. so the not where the shoes. <laughs> so I I think that's pretty. I think that's to me that one of the highlights of that film. And I think it. I think it's interesting that it's Han. It's it's Hans really who is. I think we agree is the hero, and also is the one that that. But but at the same time, it's his cynicism that has to be defeated. It in order has to, to be co- defeated. Yeah, yeah. and the building
0: to- has to be destroyed. Like the the right. avatar, right. the phallic avatar of capitalism, has to be kind of like destroyed and and damaged. the barabbas
1: have to be the, they're they're destroyed too. I assume, right?
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's the assumption. Like it's just yeah. all gone. And so that's where like that's where McTiernan is interesting, right? right. I think because he's identifying these problems, and it's sometimes. He's even giving the, like, the proper solution, but at sometimes. other times, sometimes, yeah. right? But at other times, or most of the time in his films, he's, like, ends up actually affirming,
1: like, yeah. deeply ideological positions. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that film's a good example of there's, there's both things going on at the same time. But yeah. I, I was more in the camp that it's totally ideological, and you, 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 you brought me out of that camp, so I, I appreciate that. Well, hey, you're welcome. Now you, okay, you're, so now I'm free now to is, enjoy Die Hard now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, here's one that I had not seen that I that you oh, wanted yeah. to talk about that I yes. I really really like and that is White Christmas. Like yeah, I White feel Christmas. like that is a really so little background on that film. I think mm-hmm. it would not have been. Is this right that it would mm-hmm. not have been made? So Holiday Inn. The song White Christmas was written by Irving Berlin for the film Holiday yes. Inn, mm-hmm. like 12 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it true that it? I don't know why was it made. Why was it remade? Do you know the answer to this? Why was Holiday Inn remade? Ooh, no, 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 no. But why was White, Why was the song reused again in, in White Christmas? After I, I mean, Holiday Inn was yeah, a successful yeah. film. It,
0: it was. It was. I don't know. I'm actually not sure because like not all the other. Are there other Irving Berlin songs?
1: No, I think the, in fact that's the only song that's that's reused. the only one.
0: That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So I don't.
1: Yeah. I maybe. Maybe it was it's just such a big hit they thought they would base it make a, make yeah that's 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 my suspicion but I don't I mean, know I don't know that I, for a Here's fact. what I wish was true. Yeah, I okay. wish it was true <laughs> that Holiday Inn was so racist that they wanted to make <laughs> another song with White Christmas in it that w- didn't have as much uh, association in terms yeah. of racism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. So Holiday Inn, we both like, but we both yeah. think is. Um, it's borders on being unwatchable. It borders
0: on being unwatchable. Yeah, really. It, do- there's really
1: a does. There, for one thing. There's a mammy figure named Mammy, which is, just a, <laughs> is incredible. It's Louise Beavers playing her. Um, and then the the worst thing is there's a there's a there's a blackface sequence that is just.
0: It's that's unbearable. about one one man trying to own a woman. Like that it, it, I think that's what's shocking is that that's what I, if you can say about a film that the worst thing about a blackface sequence is not even the blackface, then you have made something truly abhorrent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: like yeah he, he puts he puts uh, his love object in Blackface to uh, hide her from another man in some sort of like uh, brinksmanship. Of right. like uh, of of uh, again of of because women are property. Although uh, not, yeah.
1: yeah, I kind of. But don't you think it's even? It's a little more complex. It's because he knows Fred Astaire will just successfully steal her from him, <laughs> <laughs> because it's happened before. Like it's like yeah, that's there's right. a that's guy. Right. I mean, that's what's nice about the movie, right? Is there's a guy who really, really confronts his own castration. Like he just mm-hmm. can't. Like and Fred Astaire mm-hmm. is his perfect. Like he's clearly a better dancer than. Right I mean Ben Crosby uh, Ben Crosby doesn't even try to dance really but no. um but he's an amazing dancer, and I feel like that and he constantly is taking the women and then he, he ends mm-hmm. up actually successfully taking the woman that Bing Crosby tries to hide in blackface yeah um until the end but so i I feel like he really confronts his lack as a subject right mm-hmm. and so i I mean i I don't know that he I think his isn't it and maybe these, maybe you're going to say these are the same thing that
2: okay. <laughs>
1: that that when that the fear that that he tries to patriarchally possess her mm-hmm. because he knows that or he, his own it's his own anxiety about his ability to attract her right mm-hmm. to, yeah to to keep her so he tries so,
0: to he he tries to possess her because he knows that he can't like yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, isn't
1: yeah. i mean i think you could have a whole theory of patriarchy on the, <laughs> uh, around that right around that scene yeah yeah or just around that idea oh, right that yeah. that what's happening in patriarchy is pr- it, it's it all has its basis in this fundamental anxiety around the woman's desire
0: and you could do and you could all, and also the like obscuring uh, the woman from herself as well right, right i think right, i think that's right. also Absolutely. key key to right it. right yeah. which is
1: which is communicated in that scene perfectly. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And, that's but also the stuff. way that... I, I mean, it also nicely... This is, again, one of these... Kind of maybe a thing similar to Die Hard. It also yeah. nicely shows the way in which racism and and sexism work together, right? Like yeah. That, yeah. Like he uses racism... Racism, <laughs> as right. ...as a way to perpetuate his sexism, right? Like right. that's the... that's the, Yeah, and I suppose you could
0: say the only way that he can that they can be a couple is when he has reckoned with, with that. Yeah. But although, and then again, well, again, of of
1: course the, the Miami figure is the vehicle (laughs) for them becoming a couple.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so, one of those things where, like, theoretically, you're like, "Yes, that's half good," and then you're like, "Oh, wh- who did that come out of
1: the mouth of a yeah, mammy yeah, character?" Yeah, that yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay. Who's already <laughs> been totally marginalized, desexualized, and everything? Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's horrible, <laughs> horrible. But uh, yeah, so. yeah. At least it produced the chain Holiday Inn. I guess that that's uh, that at least. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a, <laughs> does that count to its credit. Anyway, White Christmas less objectionable yeah. elements in that film. Yeah, but but okay, you want to talk about it in terms of war, which I think is, I do. Is yeah, fascinating. yeah, yeah. I think that so it starts. Are, just just, just okay. I'm just sorry. i gotta clarify that it, the film starts interestingly in the middle of a, a battlefield on Christmas Eve. Right. That
0: is correct. Yes. Yeah, 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 and also it, it bears repeating. Uh, or mentioning the first time uh directed by Michael Curtis, who directed uh, Casablanca um, and who himself escaped. uh I believe he was a uh, Hungarian and right, he uh, right. es- uh, escaped Jewish. Jewish yeah. Or obviously so who escaped war and, and, and everything. Uh, do we, and, and do we both period, agree
2: yeah. that
1: Casablanca is the sort of the best, the best Hollywood straight Hollywood film?
0: Ever. I, it's hard for me to say that there would be another one. Yeah. I yeah, think that that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. that that's like the. I mean, I think everybody would agree on that. And but, but it's like. But that, just I mean, n- that's not counting
1: like Citizen Kane or.
0: No, of course not, because that's not like a Holly. That's or Vertigo. Like, or, those are yeah, tour
1: films. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, yeah. Those are art films. Yeah, yeah, but I think Casablanca, absolutely. I mean, yeah. like, like what w- you know, in terms of that era, like, I mean, you can only say a film has as good dialogue, as good characters. Right. You know, like, you you can I, I think like as good plot. Like, I mean, and. It's really, and that's another film too, where like you don't know what uh, Humphrey Bogart's plan is right. until the end, and this until is why actually does it. until yeah. he until he actually does it, and this is why people think that they didn't know the ending to the movie because right. which it, is wrong, all, yeah. which is wrong, right? Because yeah. there are all these r- repeated references to like a, like a story without an ending, or like or right. or, um, or, or you know, like calling into question exactly wh- right. where right. this is gonna go, where it's gonna end, but like. Um, I think it, when um Ava says to him that you have to you have to do the thinking for the both of us right like I think yeah. that... Ilsa, I think ilsa, ilsa. ilsa sorry yeah. sorry sorry um yeah ilsa yeah that's um you, and you think that he's gonna do this utterly selfish thing and then like anyway and also yeah. like I mean what's a I mean there's probably not another. Hollywood classic Hollywood film that has a better like homoerotic relationship than
1: Yeah that. except don't you think what's interesting now we're going to talk about <laughs> 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 yeah, Don't, about don't like you it. think what's interesting is that yeah. the homoerotic relationship is done is is entered into precisely in order to avoid the horror of of the, the heterosexual, heterosexual y- relationship. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trauma
1: I, of it, right? Like The trauma like, of it, it's true. Yeah, I find that totally fascinating. Yeah. But, um I don't think that's uh a universalizable idea, but I do think no, in that yeah. film, it's clearly that's clearly what's going on, right? Like, mm. there's the trauma of like the disruptiveness of Ilsa for his life, is just incredible. Yeah, and then yeah. Louis, it's like, hey, eh, it's nice. I mean, <laughs> the Germans are gonna be trying to kill us, but we're together, and it's, it's a nice little bond. It's a nice little thing, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so good. We should do something yeah. at Casablanca, but yeah, for, for now, yeah, I do want to talk. Well, so okay, so it's worth bringing, it's good that we brought up Casablanca and Michael Curtis and also his background because it would be very easy to come away from white Christmas saying like, not only is this like, not only is it like a, like a white hegemonic, uh, sort of film. It's also a pro war film. And I think that
1: you are, why why uh, would you say that? Can you just, well, just because
0: one might say say it because like to, to, because in the end, what, what they end up doing in the movie is they end up having a, uh, They have a musical, and they, uh, because Bing Crosby's character is famous in the world of the film, uh, and end up supporting the uh, the rundown uh, in Vermont Inn uh, that their former. Army, what what was his rank? He was a. general. Uh, he's a general. General. Yeah, was a general. Yeah. General Ra- Waverly. Yeah. So yeah. like it's this, it like you could say, oh, it's very patriotic. We need to remember the like the soldiers and like this. There's, stuff, a, lot of know, flags
1: the there's a lot of flags
0: in the. There's a lot of So yeah, so there's a lot of like iconography of unproblematic like patriotism to the yeah. point where you could even argue, well, I could imagine someone arguing that it's a nationalist film, but yeah. where I'm gonna stick my flag to yeah. be to think that, <laughs> like that that metaphor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, is to say that. Well, for one, Michael Curtis, like just watch Casablanca and just like think about like the life that he lived. Like, there's no way this guy is pro-war. Right. Um, and uh, secondly, like, well, like what? And this is the the bigger point is that it it's hard, when most people try to be anti-war. And this happens a lot in video games uh, as well, where uh, Hideo Kojima, who uh, or Kojima, uh, uh, these series of games, Metal Gear Solid, he tries he tries to be pro-soldier and anti-war, like he's absolutely anti-nuclear war like like 100 he's against nuclear war but his game the kind of end up like celebrating uh the soldier in a lot of ways and that tends to be people's go-to is that they you know right what what is it like um, i'm 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 in favor of the men but against the mission right like you've probably heard that before do you know my friend
1: or our friend mutual friend sheila kunkel she says she has this line she says i think it's she just said it to me in, in a Orally, so I don't think she wrote it anywhere. But she said, "Every every war film is a pro war film." Yeah, and I that's thought interesting. that's a pretty great point because even in condemning war. What it shows is the sacrifice and that's yeah. what people like about war. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Right. So that, there's a way in which I think a lot of these like what is the Spielberg, the terrible one about the saving saving private saving Ryan. private Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Like that like to me that's the great that's a great pro war film because of it's like all the carnage it shows. Mm-hmm. Like people don't carnage isn't not wouldn't stop people from that's why they go to war yeah right? exactly. like the, exactly. the, 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 it like confuses the issue but i think this film doesn't for one thing it doesn't show any carnage no it doesn't and the
0: and to me and the point being about the general uh is that and he tries to go back to to uh to war you know he he re he re, tries to get reinstated in the army right and he gets kind of laughed at and this is like sort of in the middle of the film i, yeah. I, I think or
1: yeah, or maybe for so the very beginning of the film, he's basically fired for I know I'm yeah. not doing a good job, or I, it's not clear, and mm-hmm. he's and he and he leaves the army, and then he opens this inn in Vermont, and then the main character. Does he chara- get fired? That's interesting. I don't. I think, think I he that. does. I think well, okay. another general's replacing him. So oh, I, I see. think he does yeah. get fired, mm-hmm. um, and then and then uh, Ben Crosby and Danny Kay, uh, Bob and Phil, they go mm-hmm. they end up at this in right and then yeah. that's the and then that's the
0: the genesis for the thing so yeah, yeah. so my so my sort of anti-war take is like mm. or why why I think the film is anti-war is that like in being about the the general and focusing on how the army forgets about those who are used up and, and it, it really I mean he has a limp right he has to walk around with a cane yeah. and like so what you are forced to look at is like the body of the soldier and that's all that is the thing in I want. I mean, I really can't think of too many films that 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 do this. I mean, this is the thing with like with veterans who are homeless. This is the thing with veterans who yeah. you know who come back from uh, any war. Is that like y- the idea that it's always the unused up, the young, patriotic, usually man, right, who who, right. who goes to war for the country to fight for ideals. That is the thing that that is sort of celebrated in like your US military commercials that like we watch all the time right I mean the c- I think of a couple are, and you of... you forget ex- about the body yeah
1: yeah yeah like I was just thinking of it like born on 4th of July would be one right would be another one yep exactly it. but also isn't it interesting that first blood does it but then it' it's like one of yeah the but then it's just a pro war film
0: it. yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah, so yeah. but and that's about right that's about like John Rambo's like psychological trauma right and yeah. in, in, in yeah. Vietnam and and uh so anyway yeah that's what no, I that's like that I think. idea. Yeah. So yeah, just the
1: very focus of the film on that general figure as this mm-hmm. detritus, yeah, this leftover of the war mm-hmm. is itself that's the that's the anti-warness of the film, you would say. Yeah, and, and the way that it ends with
0: like it again, it's used up soldiers who are now like they're now fat and they're like they're 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 you know, the home for years or whatever, they are the people that have to that have to support the the washed up used up general and i think that that's a very anti-war point it's it's like this you know like who who ends up like it's not the you know the like sure okay there's the the there's the gi bill but i mean like what like why why is it it that we're always um like like it seems to be the the va like being terrible or like like the um you know like for in america like the the treatment of veterans after they come back like is, is something that is like a political thing to fight for <laughs> like right. and 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 you right. like how like how how anyway so t- to have your your film be sort of steeped in that that like the only people that are going to take care of the washed up general the washed up used up general are the washed up used up soldiers themselves I think is a very very anti anti war film because what you are forced right. to reckon with is none of the valor but all of the consequence
1: right I, I, no, I like I that think. way of putting it I also think it's important that the romance, this is where I, this film actually is the first, is the one that made me think of this idea that, that this and, and the final one we're talking about shop around the corner is that this, there, there always seems to be this castrated father figure mm. at the head of it. And in this case, it's the general who's lost his rank. Not only that, but he's opened a, an inn in Vermont that's, that is, is totally failing, right? Failing, like, yeah. and, and because of, it w- it's fascinating, it's failing, why? Because of the weather, right? It's yeah. failing because it's, it's made for people to come ski and the weather is to, it's 60 degrees when the film mm-hmm. in, in December, when the film opens. Yeah. And, or when, when, not when the film opens, but when the, when they get to Vermont. And un- unfortunately, none of it was shot in Vermont. <laughs> of course not, yeah. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> of sad. Um, but but then I think, you know that that his so he's both a failure as a general and then he's a failure as an innkeeper. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah, and, right, right. And yet he's the. It's only when they get to him that the. So the main couple, the the Danny K. Vera Ellen couple is sort of the secondary couple, and the Bing Crosby Beverly Clooney or sorry <laughs> Beverly Rosemary Clooney couple. Is the main couple, mm-hmm. and so the secondary couple acts like they're going to get married to try to trigger the, the relationship, yes. but it does that doesn't work. No, it but it's only entirely, when yeah. they perform. It's only when when Rosemary Clooney, her name is Betty, I think Betty Haines. Yeah, when it's only when she understands what he's done for his general that she yeah. falls for him. Right, right, right. It's true.
0: Right, and it's it's funny because I think. When I think of before I watched the like rewatch the film, I think like oh yeah, Betty had some connection to the general. Like like w- like why else would she care? But it's not that. It's just that what he does to put on a show to use his uh, his his fame to um to support the the general uh to get all like the the, the soldiers in the company I guess uh, together to to be like a real show of support for him and to help rescue the end. Like it's the the genuine it's it's the genuine act that 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 gets her and it's the genuine act performed by a character who has been established as cynical earlier in the film from, the, so beginning, from, from the, the beginning from the beginning right yeah, because yeah.
1: when he first meets uh, Betty and Judy the the Haynes sisters he says what's your angle like and and that's he yeah. he says that on multiple occasions and then yeah. Betty thinks he's only putting on the show in order to make a lot of money, money. for himself, yeah. so that's mm-hmm. so that's another key thing is that she, I think she mishears a conversation. Is that right? She or, does.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's the classic kind of uh, Wuthering Heights scenario, yeah, where <laughs> where the character <laughs> the character hears exactly the portion of the conversation that they need to to think to confirm right. their their most. Uh, their deepest you know, fears. Their yeah. deepest fears and then leave and they don't hear the part. They don't they hear don't. the I am
1: Heathcliff. <laughs> I am Heathcliff. Yes. Yeah, they <laughs> right, don't hear yeah, that. Right,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. So so she thinks he's just going to make money on the show. And in fact, the problem is that his friend who has the show in New York, I think his name is Ed Harrison. He's... Yeah. He... That's the character's name. Mm-hmm. He wants to use it as a moneymaker. Right. He took out cameras, it, three cameras, put it on right, TV. Right. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. Bob Wallace's Ben Crosby's point is I, he refuses, so all she hears yeah. is him saying that she's his money maker, and doesn't hear the refusal. Right. So, right. so I think it's very important that we get this. It's 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 like Die Hard in that sense, right? The killing mm-hmm. off of the cynicism.
0: Yeah, and that yeah, happens
1: yeah. through. And I I wonder what you think the relationship is. Like, how is it that it, it's the this castrated father figure mm-hmm. that that is the in some way coincides with the killing off of the cynicism.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I I guess I, my immediate impulse is to tie that to, um, is to tie that to, to patriarchy, but then that maybe that doesn't work so much because it affirms like a, typical heterosexual like love relationship. But so maybe that's not, maybe that, that impulse is wrong. No, I but, don't know what
1: it is, but I do yeah. feel like that's the dynamic of this, of the, of the Christmas film structure. That's interesting. What right? if it's is, like,
0: what if it's like, like Slavoy and, and the puppet and the dwarf, like it, it, it affirms like a lacking other and in that a, a lacking God. Basically. Right. No, like, I I think that's yeah.
1: absolutely right. Right. Yeah. And, and then, and then that is what, and that makes love possible right like the so that these are the, these
0: the sexual the, like the, the yeah so the, these are the the sexual and secular uh yeah like yeah but yeah. but the, but the for, question for is why
1: yeah. it defeats why it destroys cynicism i think mm-hmm. that is like i understand how it makes the love relation possible because it all of a sudden the uh, the big other is lacking and then right. and, and 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 it's self capable of love then and so then the, the romantic love can develop. But but mm-hmm. I, what I don't understand is how it, why, it that, why that that figure of the castrated father ends mm-hmm. up really eviscerating the cynical attitude. You know, like that's, like mm-hmm. in Die Hard almost, he literally doesn't, right? Like he yeah, kills, yeah. He, he detaches the watch, which the rich yeah. watch given. I mean, like that's, I just to return to Die Hard for a minute, like yeah. I, I love that idea that that it's 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 through giving up the commodity yeah. that he's able to destroy Gruber, but of course it's also giving up, it's possessing his spouse again. Right, right, right. You know? right so there's right. a double thing in that film, yeah. but in this film there's not a double thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I don't know. I it's, mm-hmm. I do think that there's something about that. That if you see that the the symbolic father is lacking, that 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 maybe cynicism. And maybe this is it that cynicism mm. is a secret belief, right? Mm. It's a secret belief in the non-lacking other. Right. Like that's the, that's why yeah. you can be cynical. Because you that's think, funny. well what you think it, you, what you think is not lacking is the market.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good. Like so if it because it maybe this is what it is, Todd, is that like when you see that the that the, the big other is lacking, it means that like you need to act. Like it actually, yeah. like yeah, one, yeah. it's like an impulse to, to agency because right. if the, because if the big other is, is not lacking, then it doesn't really matter what you do. You can do whatever you want, but. Which is what
1: cynicism is, right? Exactly, right. You yeah, do whatever you want, the world's going to be the way line. that is. it is. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. I totally love that. Yeah, that. yeah. That, 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 confronting the lacking paternal figure forces you to act because yeah. there's no one you can rely on. And, right. And, 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 and as long as you believe that the other is going to take care of things, then Mm -hmm. you can just, you can be cynical. So that's why cynicism is such a conservative position. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that I I really like that. And I also, I really credit you. Like I didn't think like this whole, the way that the Christmas film, uh, Really takes on cynicism. I think that's a really good point. I think. Oh, sir. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, to me, I mean, like, it,
0: it, that popped for me, as I think I said in the previous episode, that really popped for me for, like, Hallmark movies. It was like when I realized yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, when yeah. I watched the films yeah. and I was like, why am I getting emotional about this, like, <laughs> cash grab film made in 10 days, you know, right. like
1: well, and you're an emotional it, guy. Though,
0: well, so I'm yeah. an emotional guy. That's part of yeah. the reasons for sure. Yeah. But, but part of it is that like, there is, there is something that like, that punches through,
2: Yeah.
0: um, yeah. It, that, that sort of like, again, the, in the, the, the non-lacking veneer, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and it really takes on uh, cynicism as such. And that's just such like politically for me, like, is, is such a big thing. Like I think about this, um, I said this to my students this semester, there's a kind of a, there's a nice, David Foster Wallace quote that I kind of add a, add a little thing on to, which is that he says about voting that there's no such thing as not voting. He says yeah. you only, you either vote by voting or by not voting, you double down the vote of a diehard who doesn't have your interests at yeah. heart at all. And I would add onto that. The other part of not voting is if you are a, a, a prisoner and that ma- makes not voting even more like I think problematic or whatever. But so I mean, a felon. Um, like, a felon, Yeah, you mean a person right. in jail someone in jail or yeah. someone who has been released from jail who has not paid their literal debts uh, yeah. afterwards right you yeah. know like um so so that it's worth re- re- sort of like remember remembering and thinking about those things. Like if you think you have no purchase, if you think you have no purchase on things, then you are you're believing in a non lacking other that things are just going to go the way that they are no matter what because you you have no, you're again you're disenfranchised right like that's the right. that, that's kind of the right. thing. And it is in the I mean, it what is. What if in you the think of what of if you, the, I don't okay, want to
1: okay. get too distracted on this voting question, but sure, what sure, if sure. you think that not voting? I agree that it is an act; it is a kind of vote anyway. But yeah. what if your what if your vote is to to Say no to both.
0: Yeah, no, I understand this. I think that, like, I think you just what, don't what buy is, that argument. No, I don't buy it because the only way you could, like, you could, w- could only the only way that not voting is is a political act is if literally no one, like, literally no one votes, and yeah, then that's yeah, a total yeah. refusal of the yeah, system. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would, I'd, li- yeah. I would like to. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much agnostic on this question. So sure. Um, I mean, I <laughs> vote whatever, but um, but I would, I would, um, I would like to have you and and Badu and Slavoj. <laughs> argue about this in a room i would like to i'd like to just i'd like I to do, mediate that argument
0: yeah yeah that's kind of funny because i think it gets into the question of like overconformity right yeah like, yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. you know and and this is and so like you're you, know, you would
1: you think you could beat slavoy on his own turf then um because overconformity is his his it's his baby that's his i nose. know
0: i know and it's a good it's a good like walmart's a really great example of overconformity and this is getting away from the christmas movie but like yeah. you know again i worked there for five years as, as well known uh right. that and the entire world knows that you are the entire lawyer. world knows this now. Yeah. So, and the only way those places run is because there are people who've worked there for a very long time. I was not one of these people. I'm not going to claim to be one of these people, yeah. but because people do far more work than they are supposed to. Yeah. And they don't, they work past their shift they blow. They don't get like a 15 minute break. They come back from their hour lunch early to do something in some other department or what. like that's the only way that these things run. And it's like this Slavoj's idea over conformity is if you just did your literal what your job uh, description says and you just did that, you clocked in exactly when you're supposed to, you clock out exactly it when you're,
1: the running of Walmart.
0: Exactly. Because yeah. it functions on like a, a surplus that yeah. that you, does not benefit you. And I think that that's, I think that that's right. And so you could say, I think you could, you could carry that, you could carry the one and say that like, well, no one should vote. Like, because pe- by people voting, it keeps the system in place itself, right? Like that, right. I think you could kind of carry that on. But I think... I think pract- just this is one of those things where I don't normally like this to, to say anything like this, but I, I think that practically speaking, it gets in the way of that idea. And, and and so then so that is the practical motor of of democracy, I don't think can be brought into the question of overconformity. I think that needs to be oh, interesting. It, I, I think it needs to be aimed at capital. I don't think it can be aimed at government oh, is, is what I would okay. say. Okay. Yeah.
1: All, right. All right. What do you think of that? Do you think that that that? No, no. I think I. I I'm not. sure. I mean, I like the idea of voting itself as over conformity. I must say, like that. But um, yeah. I. I got. Yeah. I. I. I think it's a pretty good idea. I. I'm just. I would be curious to hear what he. He would say back yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe we'll have him on sometimes yeah, maybe we'll so. have him
0: on he yeah. can eviscerate my position so no no no, no, no. we're not going <laughs> to talk about voting we're just talking
1: about movies if he's oh, on, okay right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. or uh, hegel we're not going to yeah about that makes sense. crap okay that he usually uh, you know like he, he he gets distracted on these that's true these so political keep... questions yeah we're, yeah. we're not going to um, do that all right so let's let's go to our let's Lubich again at the top we, we made this point um Talking to each other a while ago, that that shop around the corner is the greatest Christmas film, and and to be or not to be is the greatest comedy. So he's made in two different genres. He's made the greatest film in our, yeah. view, in our in view. In our view, of course, modest <laughs> view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Shop around Again, the corner. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, go. Ahead. You want? Yeah, give a little riff.
0: Oh, well, I just want to say, like, I mean, this is a this is another film that again affirming our view uh, about the christmas film in in the battle of uh, is is re- like the the true the true meaning of Chris, of the christmas film is it's uh, take and take down of of cynicism i think it, you you maybe don't find a better articulation of it than in this film because i i really think at every uh, in every storyline like yeah. it, in in it, at every level of the film and we it is uh pushing toward this anti cynicism aim. So I think, you know, the film a little bit better than me. So I want to give you like you the floor to describe a little bit for maybe people who haven't heard it. Cause I think the other ones, I mean, Die Hard and white Christmas, I feel like listeners would have seen, but shop around the corner, maybe not.
1: So shop around the corner, interestingly was remade as you've got mail. And one of the characters bookstore that she owns is called shop around the corner. So there was pretty good illusion to it. Um, you got mail. is not terrible, but it's not great. Um, uh, But so in shop around the corner, there. Basically, the entire, almost the entire film takes place in a in a leather goods shop, right? Owned by this guy, Mister Matichek, and he's an older guy. The Wizard of Um, Oz. He was the Wizard of Oz, correct? Um, And he uh, he his his wife is a key figure, although we never see her. And there's there's a figure. There's like six or seven employees. Mm-hmm. it changes at the at the leather goods store called Maticek's, and it's in Budapest i think we should say it's, that it's in Budapest correct yeah. mm-hmm. and and the basic the basic drama involves a couple alfred Kralik, played by jimmy stewart and clara novak played by margaret sullivan beautifully i mean it's mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. it stewart is just stunning i mean i think he's the great I mean, Cary Grant's great, but Stewart's pretty, is pretty.
0: There's not another actor like him. Like, I can't think of yeah. another actor I like know. James we already Stewart. did this last we time. We did this last yeah, time. I mean, yeah, it's you just could, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can do it every yeah. time. You yeah. can do a
1: Stewart yeah. invitation every every podcast. You know that's
0: what great. I didn't do? You know what I didn't do, and I yeah. really wanted to? Okay. Mr.
1: Mr. Gower. <laughs>
2: Mr. Gower.
0: That was the only one I didn't do. <laughs>
1: that's okay. <laughs> but that's not from Shop Around the Corner. I know it's
0: not. I, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember any lines from You him. don't have any lines from
1: that? No, no. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so so they are they are paramours via the mail, mm-hmm. but they do not. He's responded to her personal ad, and they've sent a series of, not love letters per se, but um, but, int- like reflections on art and like what they're reading yes. and culture and, like, they're when the film starts, I think they're reading Anna Karenina mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're, so
2: they're, they're,
1: they, so they're stuck working at this leather goods store, but they imagine a better, more cultured life and they, and, but they don't see it in the other person because they yeah. don't know who the, the, their paramour is because it's just via the, the personal ad. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then, and, but, but as they work together at the shop, so the, Clara gets hired in a very unique way. So she comes looking for a job. Uh, there's no job for her. Right. But Mr. Matajek, <laughs> she goes. Well, he. They're fighting over this music box, which right, is a, right. which plays old Chichonia, which is a, I don't know what that song is, but some. It's not a mm-hmm. great song. And then and then she manages to sell one of the boxes in a great in a great scene. So this woman comes in. She goes, oh. I just love this box. Is it a candy box? And it's not a candy box. It's a cigarette box. (laughs) Right, right. Claire immediately goes, yeah, it's a candy box. (laughs) Yes, isn't it great? And then... And then she looks at it. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to take it." But then she lifts it up, and she's like, "Oh, I hate that song. I don't want to. I don't want to hear that song every time I want a piece of candy." And then Clara turns that to say, "Oh, that's why they put it there because every time you get a piece of candy, you have to hear this song, so it'll make you not eat as much candy." And you know, we all have this problem of eating too much candy. And then the woman buys the box.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It, it like like that functions on. Like doesn't that function on like the improv logic of yeah, yes and? yeah 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 never right, say right.
1: no to anything right. yeah right right,
0: right right that's yeah and that's so funny like so right. what she's bought and I mean I think there's even a theoretical thing in there is that she has bought her not like she's bought a candy box to not have candy so she's right. bought like less candy like that's like right. what that's effectively what she's purchased <laughs> that's,
1: it's just, that's amazing <laughs> yeah. it's just amazing and that so that box actually recurs in the film because. When she's gonna finally at the end of the film, when they're gonna meet and they're gonna finally meet, she's so they on several occasions, they or one occasion especially, they were gonna meet and Jimmy Stewart, the Kralik character, comes by and sees that it's her and then Mm -hmm. he decides not to go in because he's worried she would because she shows that she doesn't like him at work and he's worried she'll not. It's She's
0: she's rejected him in real life, but but as in their love correspondence by mail, she has completely accepted him. And so it's it it is. Yeah, it is that worry that 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 she will. It's so it's so interesting because like the what the film does is is it has these two characters like they they know each other, uh, I guess, intellectually, but also they 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 misrecognize each other in both ways
1: in both worlds both yeah. worlds right yeah, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. imagine
0: they imagine this perfect other through the correspondences and then they can only see this like this irredeemably flawed other in in sort of like real life right and, and they both and
1: say to each other you just would never understand this person that i'm really in love with because right. they're so cultured they're so their yes. concerns are far beyond the and this is another thing that's important right they're far beyond the merch, mercantile concerns of, of right. that you're preoccupied with like because they both work at
0: this leather goods store and they have right. to sell all the right. yeah exactly
1: yeah right so the other part of the plot is that the the boss mr. Maticek becomes convinced so that I think the film takes place in about six months from July up through Christmas Eve.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And during that time Menachek becomes he know he realizes his wife's having an affair. Right. And he assumes that it's Kralik the Jimmy Stewart character, who's the one because it's interesting, because he's constantly he's constantly undermining him or or, mm. or challenging him at work. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so he assumes that he's his antagonist. And also, he's. Right. he was at their house one time, and so he thinks. And what he doesn't realize is, is that it's the suck-up at work. Um Yeah, Vadas, yep. yeah Vadas? I think so. I think Vadas is his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but he's the one who's actually cheating on him, uh, cheating on right. his... his cheating with his wife so it's kind of nice again it's nice that he he like the misrecognition is working on so many different levels in the film right, right? it's like mm-hmm, he doesn't mm-hmm. know who's cheating he mm-hmm. doesn't know who's the really loyal employee and then they but they both have this inability to see each other the right. the, the jimmy stewart and and margaret sullivan right 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 and that
0: and that again like that that, that works in that um that sort of again, like to actually to go back to what we were just saying about white Christmas. And I think the, um, uh, of the, the lacking father figures is, is that we see again, this, an, another articulation of that uh, a taking down of cynicism because what they both, so what, um, Margaret Sullivan and Jimmy Stewart see again in the other is a, is a non-lacking right. person. Right. right. They, they fantasize this non-lacking other. And so because of that fantasy, like it, uh, it supports their cynical belief of each other in, in real life. And so it, it, when it is only through that, like kind of, I don't want to say the merging cause maybe that gets into too much of a yin and yang kind of thing, yeah. uh, which I don't like, but it's, um, Okay so this is how you get out of it right is that there's a double recognition it's both the they have to accept that the the flaw in the 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 lack in the, in themselves as subjects and then also the lack in the other
1: right i think that's really good i mean i think that they really like they're i mean it's such a great point that you make that they're cynical vis-a-vis the other in their presence right but they're completely Idealize the yes. other that they're writing to, right? And so right. they—it's only when they recognize that the other—but how do they recognize that? I mean, that's a—that's a funny thing, right? Like they can, that, that, that. What is the thing that allows them to recognize that the other that they're writing to is lacking? That's the key. I think that's the key to the film, right? Like that. Yeah. And I think you're,
0: it's. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you're—you're you're literally going to have to remind me. I just remember about—I remember about his socks. And his legs, right? Like there's a thing. What what is it? What what is the thing with with Jimmy Stewart that she that she accuses him of having uh, bowed legs. Bow bowed legs. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which makes yeah. her
1: think that it can't be him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Then, right, <laughs> and, right. 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 And he
0: lifts up and he lifts up his his pants. That's the final shot of the film. Is him lifting up. Uh, it's a low shot of his shoes and the and the and 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 his. And he lifts up and you see his socks. You see his legs as a, as a as a viewer, and which kind of says that like well, I mean we don't know that he's not bow right, <laughs> like either right. as a viewer. Yeah. yeah right. Right.
1: But it, I think it's important that it happens that the the end of the film in, in some way like they're together, mm-hmm. but the 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 other storyline of the film is just crushing like. Maticek hasn't, Mr. Maticek, the owner of the place, is not, he hasn't gotten back with his wife. He hasn't, no. you know, like his wife. He tried st-
0: to kill himself. I mean, that's one of the darkest things in any Christmas movie. Is right. like he, right. he, and it's not, there's no soundtrack. Like it's not, like it's that, it's that kid who, who, Pepe, uh, who, Pepe the, right? The errand boy, yeah. The errand boy who just happens to go back into the shop and he goes into Matichek's office and he's, well, he's trying to try to hang himself. Right. Like that's right. Yeah. It's I, the first time I watched that film with Kara, I made a joke. I was like, Oh, he's going to go in there and, and you're going to hear a single shot from a gun. She was like, don't say that. And then he really did try to kill himself, you know, like that. Um, you just don't, ex- you do not expect that in, in a, in a Christmas film. And, but it is that kind of like, um, I think it is that sort of shock. Right. Like that, like the, the, that the film produces that um, enables it also to make, th- I think that th- it's that shock that grounds the sort of idealistic, like love, like anti-cynical love that, that happens later. And I think that's what makes it the, the best of a, uh, uh, of Christmas movies. And, and especially that character, Matachek as well. Like he, he brings home the new Aaron boy who has no family To to for Christmas dinner and that's just like a a tear-inducing sequence.
1: Right, right. All he had, like even the old Aaron boy, has plans with some some woman, right? So so there's no one for him. And I just and and then he. I mean, there is this like moment where he's like, "Oh, do you like?" And he he lists off all these nice foods, (laughs) and the new Aaron boys like, "Oh, that'll be great." Yeah. Um, But it's still pretty crushing. And I I mean I love the way. I mean I think that so that's I think that's a key part of the film that Maicick mm. himself has both tried to kill himself and then mm-hmm. he's left totally alone except for this you know errand boy at the at the end of the film so that's mm-hmm. I think that's pretty that's a pretty great I mean that seems to me like a crucial Christmas aspect of the film yeah, and then mm. also the way they come together is 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 amazing too you know she so he goes so because her paramour didn't show up at, when they were supposed right. to meet, that she ends up, she calls in sick, she's at home. Right. And, and then he goes to visit, um, the Jimmy Stewart f- character goes to visit the Margaret Sullivan character. And, and then she gets a letter just while he's there. Yeah. And he, he knows what the letter is. So, and then there's this yeah. mutual recognition that takes place, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's really really nice. That yeah, that's right. Like the to, and and that's the thing. Like so, in truly, I mean, I think that this is what the film says. Maybe maybe Christmas movies do do this. Uh, generally, we could say that like in truly and truly seeing and encountering the other, like you actually like encounter yourself as well. Like it, it right, well, to have because that, that dual isn't character.
1: it? I think that's right because. It's the, it's the encounter of two lacks, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I think that's the, that's the point of the encounter. And I think the, that what we were saying, a lot, we've said repeatedly, is that cynicism is a way to avoid that encounter, yeah. and that cynicism yeah. is sustained by this belief in the non-lacking paternal figure. Mm-hmm. And then th- mm-hmm. when that figure is eviscerated, Yes. And all of a sudden that opens up the possibility for the encounter which and that's why Maticek can't get back
0: together with his wife
1: right he can't be together with his wife like yeah. their relationship has to fail for mm-hmm. that film to be for Kralik and and Clara and Novak to get together right like yeah. they can't yeah. their ability to get together depends so that's what I think that's why it's such a sad ending because yeah. you mm-hmm. recognize that his failure mm-hmm. is the it's the necessary condition, yeah, for the success of their relationship.
0: Right, right, right. right? Which the other films, um, maybe they they either they like use that in a way that like it, it produces the the endings a little bit more feel good, right? Like so, yeah, so, you know, yeah. I, I think that's like maybe White, Christmas, White Christmas. Like ah, oh,
1: it's fine. Like the the general character kind of recedes into the background, and his right. he, and actually, he kind of becomes successful thanks to them. Yeah, it's right. True. Like it's his true. inn is now like at least it's not going bankrupt. Right, right. And right. yeah, yeah. So it, I it, think this is this mm-hmm. to me, that's what makes this the quintessential Christmas film. Like it mm-hmm. really like if the Christian idea is God comes down, is is the self-division of God is made manifest, Christ is destroyed, and then what manifests through that destruction is Holy Spirit. Like isn't isn't the relation so isn't so Matichek is (laughs) is God become Christ dead and then Mm -hmm. and then Clara and and Alfred Kreile like that's Holy Spirit right right yeah I think that's the
0: that's really nice yeah yeah, it's like a perfect it's the perfect Christmas film I mean
1: I just think it couldn't (laughs) it's untoppable. and like I almost think like I'm I'm tempted to say it's 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 like. Caine level you're not allowed to remake it. Like mm. sorry, you know, <laughs> I know Nora Ephron maybe I God rest her soul, she wrote when Harry met Sally which right. she she's I know she's she's sent to heaven for making that film. But but um, Which is
0: which is a which we should point out is a New Year's film,
1: not a Christmas film. Cuz a New film. Year's not a Christmas film. Is Correct. the only reason we didn't talk about yes, it cuz right, we both right. love it. Otherwise that movie. we we both love that film. Yeah, right, yeah. But and you got Mail is fine. There is some kind of little critique of capitalism in it. And the big, Mm -hmm. it's cliched, like the big bookstore destroys the little bookstore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you don't, I don't think you could, you're allowed to remake shop around the corner. Like, you you know, there should just be some, like, you go to remake it and everyone's like, well, you can't have, we're not going to fund you to make that. It's It's nothing sacred. I
2: mean, like that's. At least we haven't
1: had to endure a remake of Citizen Kane, although I'm sure it's coming. Oh, Sometimes. you know,
0: I I want Gus Van Sant to do a shot for shot remake. Oh, uh, uh, there we go. Yeah, that's still <laughs> Yeah, the way. there we go.
1: The only ju- I, the only that he did that of Psycho in case. Right, he no did that know, of Psycho. People don't yeah, know. right, right. Um, I I was watching that film. I don't know why I went to see it. And uh and I said to my I saw my brother and I said said to I'm like the only justification for that film is to prove the greatness of Hitchcock right. because you could make a shot for shot remake and it's terrible <laughs> right so right like so, that's
0: it makes a great like it, actually that makes a great point about the spirit or the ineffable doesn't it like there's yeah. i i think about this all at the um i use this example sometimes uh i haven't done this in in an essay yet but it's it's begging for it but there, there's um there's an episode of uh of breaking bad where um it begins. So the the storyline is that Walt has tied up a, a drug dealer and he's like gonna have to kill him. It's like the first time he's gonna have to do something like this, and yeah. I mean he's gonna go on to kill a lot of people, but this is yeah. the first time and it's a big one. And it's intercut with these scenes in the past where he and his uh, college girlfriend are literally adding up at at the chemical level what makes a person, like like okay. like, and they can only get up to like ninety eight point seven percent or like I forget what the number is. And they don't, and they just, they, they can't fill in the remainder. And so it ends up making this this point of like you know like what is a person like is it, yeah. like a person like like are we just like we're just sacks of meat that talk like are we just like stacks of these organs or whatever yeah. or is there is there like is there something else that it, that escapes it that escapes quantification and like as and qua ne sais qua right <laughs> and it is difficult to to uh, to even qualify and anyway and I think that that's sort of the I think we, we kind of have that as uh, as well in the Christmas film you mean an affirmation of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But all, but but I just what I love about it is it's through castration. You know, right. like I think yes. that that I think the humanist way of affirming that is just say everybody has a little. But, right, right. But mm-hmm. but I think the psychoanalytic point is that mm-hmm. you have that because of cast like because exactly. of yeah. the 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 cut of of of. Of rupture and of signification, you know. So, so I think that the fact that it, it, it's not just a, it's not just ineff, it, it's not just ineffable, it's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just given to you from God. It comes from the cut. Right. right because the other,
0: the... the other way is cynical to think of right. it that way. Cause right. it's, 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 cause then it's, it's not, it's not lacking. It's like, well, cause everyone has something great, which means that no one is lacking, but like, you have to think about it the other way, which is like, no, the, the only way anybody has spirit is because we are lacking. Because like we are
1: lacking. Right. Yeah. Like, because I mean, spirit in the Hegelian sense Geist, like that is, it's precisely the subjects lack that is Geist, right? Like yeah. that is spirit. Like mm-hmm. it's, and that's what, so it's, it's really lack and affirmation of lack that separates uh, subjectivity from the rest of the world, right? And mm-hmm. then gives it this ineffable something that can't be, that can't be measured, or the 21 grams that yeah, you know, right, <laughs> lost. yeah, yeah. <laughs> lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, so. Should should yeah, I think that's a good. That's a That's a, that's a good, I think a
0: good point. I think it's a good, uh, good quilting point we've yeah, crafted yeah. for ourselves. All right, <laughs> Ryan. Over and out. Over and out. We hope everybody enjoyed the Christmas. <laughs> we'll, never <laughs> we'll never do it again.
1: We'll never do it again.